Well, welcome everyone to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. Thanks so much for braving the rain to be with us this morning. When it rains in South Florida, usually people are kind of, you know, hermits in their home, but not at the DHC. That's what I like to see, all right? Um, We are closing up, we're wrapping up week four of this series that we've entitled Relationship Roulette. And we're talking about these relationships that are our romantically involved relationships. And the first week we talked about what it looked like to take first steps into a relationship and how to make wise decisions related to that. And then the second week we talked about conflict and how we deal with that within the confines of a relationship. And then last week we talked about what happens when change enters into a relationship, when things change, when people change, what happens to us. So if you want to catch up, you can do so at our website, soflowchurch.com. But this week is going to be really special. I'm just going to tell you right now, buckle up because this week we're going to talk about staying in love and how to do that for the long haul and long term. And so no matter where you're at in your life, whether you're single or you're a teenager in the room and you're just trying to explore relationships, or maybe you've been in a relationship that you're dating for a long time, maybe you're newly married, maybe you've been married for a long time, this is going to hit everybody right where you're at. Maybe you've been divorced or widowed, this is going to hit you right where you're at. This is important and it applies to all of us right here today. And so first of all, we entitled the series Relationship Roulette because we believe relationships are a gamble. If you know anything about gambling, if you play roulette, roulette's a game where you put chips on numbers and colors and they spin a wheel. And you know what? Sometimes you hit and you hit really, really big. And sometimes you lose if your number doesn't come up. Relationships are a gamble. The same is true. Sometimes they win and it goes really, really well. And then sometimes we actually lose. But see, we thought we'd talk about this here at Downtown Harbor Church because we know something about human beings. This is so important for us to understand. We know this about human beings, that human beings are designed for companionship. In the earliest onset of human beings on this earth, God created human beings, the first one named Adam, and gave him a companion named Eve because we want companionship. It's deep down inside of us. It's how we were created to long for that. So no matter where you're at, this is going to hit you today. But... I kind of wanted to start out by telling a story. So you get stories about me during the relationship series. And after the first week, my wife pulled me aside. She's downstairs working with preschoolers. Her name is Caitlin. She said to me, she goes, hey, could you maybe tell some stories about you and not me as we go through the series? And I said, not going to happen. No, this is not. And so I told you last week that we like to have some fun together. We like to go out, happy hours, dinner. That's what we really like to do together. And about a month ago, she was out. We were at Seasons 52, which is one of our favorite places in town. And we had a little booth right by the bar. And sure enough, she was like staring like at my face. And like just her eyes were just fixed on me. And I said, may I help you? I said, what is going on? Why are you staring at me? And she goes, can I ask you a question? I said, please, this is an open relationship to ask questions. Go ahead. She goes, do you use moisturizer? I said, well, what are you saying? And she goes, I'm not saying nothing. I said, well, you must be saying something. Are you, are, are you indicating that I look haggard in some way? Like, is that what you're saying? She goes, well, she goes, I just wanted you to know that we've been together about 11 and a half years now, married for eight and a half years. I just want to give you a recommendation. As you age, it'd be nice if you used moisturizer. And I said, what kind of a person are you? Who would say that to someone? <laughs> Needless to say, I started using moisturizer, and it's been a nice journey. Anyway. What I said was, when she said that to me, I said, you know what? This is interesting because we have been together now for a decent length of time, and we've known each other for even longer than that. And our relationship has grown and changed in different ways. But one of the things that I knew in that moment was this. So love is a choice. And that's kind of as humorous, but it's not, right? Because it's true. We actually choose who we love. 
Love is one of those emotions that just doesn't come naturally. Love is a choice. You get to choose who you give your love to. That's why this is so important. You make a choice based on who you're with and what your likes and wants and desires are. You choose who you get to love. But I know something about love. And those of you who've been married for a long time can probably relate to this. Maybe you've been in a relationship for a long time and you can relate to this. But I want to make a point. Over the course of time, as time kind of takes its toll on your relationship, based on some of the things that we've even talked about during this series, over the course of time, it can be difficult to stay in love. It's not the easiest thing to do. In fact, it's pretty easy to fall out of love. Why? Because falling in love is kind of easy as well. We talked about that when we talked about that first steps message, that when we fall in love, almost our emotions are blinded, right, by these feelings when we meet someone else who's interested in us. And so I want you to know it can be difficult to stay in love. But I started to ask myself a question because I do that when I write these. I go, what are they thinking who are out there? What questions would they be asking? And so I said to myself, why? Why is it difficult to stay in love? Over the course of time, we love this person initially. Shouldn't we just love them with all of our hearts for the rest of our lives? The answer is yes, but it's difficult. And why is it difficult? So I came up with a couple of reasons of why I think it's difficult to stay in love. What we should stay away from, number one, is temptations. There are things in our life that we're tempted by, right, that we shouldn't do. Maybe it's some things related to our jobs or careers. Maybe it's things related to the way our mind kind of operates or the things that we look at and know that we shouldn't, right? Temptations enter our life, and then we get distracted from what matters most, the love that we should have for this other person. So temptations are one thing. You know what a second thing is? Other people. I said to you on week one, those first steps in a relationship are almost addicting. That feeling of someone's interested in me. And if you've been in love a long time, you may not have those feelings anymore that you have when you, like, like you have when you first start out. And so therefore, where do we try to get that feeling fulfilled from? It's other people, right? And maybe we meet up with somebody who used to be an old flame from the past, from high school or college, or somebody friend requests us on Facebook, and we know that we probably shouldn't go there, but we do, or we answer that text, and we're like, we probably shouldn't do that. It's difficult to stay in love sometimes because of other people. And then, like we said last week, the strains of a day-to-day -day life and activities. Things change in our life. And you know what? Life is stressful. You're talking about money. You're talking about jobs. You're talking about families and grandparents and kids. You're talking about it all. So the strains of kind of an everyday life, right? It can be difficult and it can help us or make us kind of almost fall out of love over the course of time if we focus where we shouldn't. But what I love about this is that there's some words in the scripture that we can apply to our relationships right where they're at. It's so key and so important for us to understand how this looks because in the book of Ephesians, Paul wrote a letter to an early church in the town of Ephesus, which is so important. And he talked about this. And I think that we can apply this not only to everyday life, but to every one of our relationships and marriages right where they're at. In Ephesians 5, chapter 1 and 2, it says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Then he goes on to say, live a life filled with love, following the example of who? Christ ever-present example of love. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. This is how we should operate every one of our relationships. But you know why I think this was written? You know why this guy, Paul, who wrote over half of the New Testament in the ancient scripture, do you know why I think he wrote this so that we would all read it thousands of years later to this church in Ephesus? This was stated, I believe, because it's hard. 
it's difficult to do, to imitate God, to be like Christ in all ways, and then to love with all of our hearts. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to stay in love. It's difficult to stay in love. Now, nobody in the room feel beat up by what I'm about to say, because I will tell you, we've all been in relationships that didn't work out, relationships that have failed, maybe marriages that have failed. This is not directed at you, but I do believe that if you're broken and there's been a broken relationship in your life, that God can restore your life, and there's a bright, shining future for you. It's out there. You can have it, and you can find it, but what I want to say, based on this thing, it's not easy to stay in love. The divorce rate in this country is massive. It's out of control. I didn't even want to look it up because I knew that it would just break my heart when I looked at it. I'm the product of a divorced family. My parents split up after 25 years of being married, and it was one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. I was an adult, and it was just brutal, right? But I know why. I know why they split, because it's not easy to stay in love. But I'll tell you this. If you do stay in love, and you choose to be with someone for the long haul, the run of your life, I'll tell you this. It's not easy to stay in love. But boy, is it worth it if you do. Boy, is it worth it if you do. I told you this story at a kind of a minimal level last week. I'm going to tell it again at a more detailed level. So my wife, Caitlin, who I've mentioned, is an emergency room nurse. She's a trauma nurse. So she gets trauma patients that come in. And oftentimes we'll sit on our couch at night and I'll ask her, what difficult things did you see today? She said, you know, looking at kids who deal with stuff is really hard. But the most difficult thing that I ever have to watch is a couple who's been married for between 45 and 60 years come in the emergency room with a spouse and leave without that spouse. They've been in love for so long. In fact, she told me one time that a man lost his wife right there on that bed in the trauma unit of the emergency room, and Caitlin was standing right next to him, trying to comfort him. And he said this to her, I'll never forget it. He said, can I ask you a question? She said, anything you want, sir. He goes, what am I going to do now? The only thing that I've ever done was loved her. There's no answer for it. But I will tell you this, in his heart, right, he knew what he was going to experience, this pain, this loss, because he knew how worth it it was to stay in love for the long haul and gave his entire heart to this woman who was no longer there. So I'll tell you this. I'm going to kind of pivot real quick because this is interesting. I wanted to do this during the message. Um, You've all been to a wedding at some point, I think, in your life, correct? I mean, I've done a bunch of weddings. You've probably been to a wedding. So even if you have no experience with church at all, let's say you've never been into one before today, right? You probably have experience with hearing at some level what I'm going to place on the screen. Now, because this verse has been read at every wedding that I've ever been to. I've said it. People have read it. Readers have read it. The whole nine yards, right? Now, you've probably heard it, but no one has necessarily paid attention to it. And let me tell you why. Because most of the time at weddings, you folks are way interested in getting to the happy hour bar before listening to the verse. So I'm going to put it up so that we can actually unpack it for the first time together, right? And it's this. It's 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, because it talks, don't miss this, it talks about love. It talks about the kind of love that we should have for each other in our relationships. And here's what it says. Love is patient and kind. You know what I think of when I read that? I think that love is gentle, right? Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It doesn't get angry, right? and keeps no record of being wronged. If we just did that, everything would be fixed, right? 
I know in my life, when we get into a disagreement or something, I bring something up about that has happened in the past, but love keeps no record of that, and we shouldn't, right? It says it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. It endures for the long haul when we let it endure. All right, Adam, you said that staying in love is not easy, but if you do it, it's worth it for the long haul. Okay, talk to me then. How do I do that? See, at Downtown Harbor Church, one of the things that we like to say around here is we are big on practical. We always want to give you guys points to take home so that you can go and put into practice. So practical is what I'm going to give you next, ways that you can actively participate at staying in love. The first one is very powerful, so don't miss it. This is so key. Number one, you need to learn to love yourself first. I will tell you this. And I will think with you and pray with you on this if you ever want to meet. If you have self-esteem issues and you have self-worth issues that go on in your life, because a lot of us have dealt with that, until you learn to love yourself, it's almost impossible to think that you could give your heart fully to someone else. So let me kind of give you this if you struggle with that. And it's okay to struggle with it, I understand. But let me give you this. You are a unique creation created by a big, massive God of the universe who knows your name and your story and everything about you. You are worth something and you are loved. Know it and understand it. And then what you can do with that when you learn to love yourself is go give that to someone else. Learn to love yourself. The second one's this. Know each other deeply. Know each other deeply. Find out about each other's wants and desires and hopes and dreams and your past and their family and where they came from that is so important to understanding the context of who a person is in this world. Don't miss this. Know that about each other. Know each other deeply. It's so important. I've sat with so many couples throughout my career who were getting married and getting ready to do that and they had no idea about each other. And I was like, you guys should really think about this because you got to know each other deeply to stay in love for the long haul. Laugh together. I'm going to tell you something. Relationships are not always fun. You know this. I know this. It's the fact of the matter. You better learn to laugh together if you're going to be in this thing for the long haul. Laugh it off. Things aren't of a big, as big of a deal as you think they are. You need to learn to laugh together and have some fun together. I like to watch Seinfeld all the time. In fact, I watch it over and over again, the same episodes, because I think it's the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. It's about nothing. I just love it. And Caitlin will say to me, why are you watching the same thing again? I was like, because I think it's just so stinking funny over and over. I was like, you should come with me. And she goes, it's so stupid. They're putting junior mints in like surgery patients. And I was like, yeah, right? And then, so she was like, um, so she started watching it with me, which is great. Now we laugh together. And she goes, this is so dumb, but it's so funny, right? Figure out what that is for you. Laugh together. And then let me tell you this before I put the next one up. Your significant other is going to struggle. I don't know what it's with, but they're going to have struggles in their life. And a lot of times when we find out they're struggling, we tend to get in their face and angry about it. I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for that. But here's, what I, here's another thing I want you to do if you're going to stay in love. Embrace and don't judge because they're dealing with something that maybe you don't know how to deal with, and they're on a different page for this thing over here. And so often we go at our significant other or spouse, and we go, I'm going to come at you on this. Embrace. Don't judge. They need you. You need them. Embrace and don't judge. Here's number five. It's trust. I'll just say this. 
If you don't have trust in your relationship, you can plan on not being together for a really long time because it's hard. You have to build trust. And if trust has been broken, you got to build it back. You have to do this or you will have a real problem staying in love. And lastly, you have to work at resolving conflict. Conflict will come into each one of our relationships. I love when people kind of say, oh, no, we're going to be great. We're going to be fine. When I meet with them for like premarital or something like that, I'm like, oh, sure you are. Look me up in 90 days, right? And so you got to work at resolving conflict. And I talked about that in week two. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. I'm going to tell you working at resolving conflict is key because you're going to have conflict. You're going to have stuff pop up. And the last thing I want to give you is this that we can apply today. It's from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And it says, don't pretend. Don't just pretend to love others. Before I go further, man, is that not a shot at the Christian community of today? Don't just pretend to love others. You better get in the game and love them. And you better love your relationship, your significant other, your spouse the most. That should be who you love the most. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. It cannot be clearer than that. It's so clear, yet so many of us get it wrong. And at Downtown Harbor Church, I want people to look at us and go, I don't know what those people have inside those walls, but they are happy and they love each other. I want this place to be the happiest, healthy relationships in the entire country right here, starting at DHC. But I'll tell you this. I did not want to go through this message today without telling you a love story because I think it's so important for us to understand. Um, so I'm going to introduce you to two people. I'm going to put them on the screen in just a second. And I want to tell you a little bit about their story, and then I want to walk you through their story. And I just want to tell you, this is really, really powerful. It's emotional, so just kind of buckle up. But these two people that I want to tell you about, I'm going to put them on the screen. Their names are Carl and Ellie. Carl and Ellie met each other when they were kids in a clubhouse, and they had a dream together. They had a dream to go to this place called Paradise Falls, which was this faraway place with this amazing landscape, and they dreamed throughout their entire childhood of going there together, and that would be their adventure in life. After Ellie died... Carl went to Paradise Falls by himself. And when he was there, he was speaking to her, and he said this. He said, our entire life, we wanted to get here because we thought this was our greatest adventure, but I'm here, and the greatest adventure of my entire life was loving you. Staying in love will be the biggest blessing of your life, but it takes work. It will be the biggest blessing of your life if you make it, but it takes work. And if you don't and you're broken, it's okay. A big God can meet you right where you're at and heal and restore your heart again. Sometimes you just don't need to say anything more than that. Let me pray. Father, thank you for who you are and what you do. We all love you so much. We're thankful for what you do in each of our lives. I pray that you would bless all, every relationship here. People who are single and are going to be in them. People who are divorced or widowed and are going to do this again. People who are in them right now. Bless us. Heal us right where you're at. God, we love you and we thank you. We give you our entire hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen.